What's up, Tunicorns? It is Tiffany Chanel, and welcome back to Tiffany Tune Up Podcast, in which I give you all of my unsolicited opinions about things going on in this here world and lifetime. And you guys continue to come back because you care. So welcome back. Uh, Today is Tuesday, February 5th, and it is recording day (laughs) because, as you guys know, I drop on Wednesdays or I try to be consistent with that per use. So here we are. I decided not to work a double shift tonight so that I could focus on bringing you guys a um, podcast in which I am alert (laughs) and um, focused, and um, that's what I plan to do. So, weekend recap. Listen, you know, I partially had to prepare for this podcast today um, when I got home from work because... I did not do so over the weekend. Why, you ask? You know what? I took a self-care weekend. And I know we overuse that word a lot. And I think we do it only, or that phrase. And I think we only do it because we really don't know how to self-care unless we verbally like put it in the universe like we have to be like I'm taking self-care like (laughs) I'm going to exercise self-care because if we don't we won't we are busy we have families we have friends we're aunties mothers fathers sons and everything in between all while trying to maintain our physical and mental and spiritual health and so that being said I had a couple of um invites this weekend um let me just say sorry to my work wives I love you guys so much I just could not (laughs) leave the bed um they went to karaoke and went without me per my choice and super supportive and was like oh no stay home get your rest love you and I did just that so shout out to the people who you know understand that you may make plans and then you may have to back out of those things and as long as nobody is like depending on you for I don't know set up breakdown baby shower or something like that or something where you fully committed like your time and energy to it's okay to change your mind about plans that you previously made but you just your spirit is just not up to it and what's more important is you getting your rest and um getting back on your a game so with that being said i was supposed to use this weekend partially to research uh the topic for today and i did not do that because i literally took the whole weekend to just get on the good foot mentally spiritually um and so for me self-care this weekend because it looks different every time it's never the same thing um or it's the same things in variation depending on what I feel like I need so uh self-care for me this weekend looked like cooking for myself a lot um which I do not get to do often because I work a lot um until my dreams and hopes and aspirations as a podcaster, ghostwriter, 
a background vocal arranger, flourished in these streets, um, podcasting um, is my favorite thing. It is not a hobby for me. It's something that I want to do officially. And so I do enjoy bringing you guys um, information and and listening to your thoughts. And on the front end, instead of the back end, like I want to thank y'all now. Y'all really be messing with my show. Like I am more than grateful. Like y'all really be hitting me up, uh, sending me DMs, texting me, like really be keeping up with the show. And I just want to say y'all make my day with y'all text and y'all emails and tweeting uh, about the show or like tweeting in real time, listening to it and adding me and your reactions cracking up. I'd be crack. Y'all don't even understand. Um, so follow me if you want to follow me on Twitter. Um, it is at 50 shades of killer. It is uh, at five O uh, S H A D E Z O F K I L L A. That's my Twitter handle. Um, so if you want to follow me on there, I usually unleash all my thoughts on Twitter because Twitter for me is like a online journal. It's just great. It's a great place to be. Plus, really none of my friends are on Twitter, not for real. And so I really just kind of just say what I want and don't feel away at all. Um, so yeah, if you want to get inside my head, see some of my random thoughts, Twitter is definitely somewhere where you can do that. Um, and in general, uh, as always, if you have a question, concern, comment, um, feedback, you can email me at tiffanytuneup at gmail.com. T-I-S-S-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com. So, today's topic is very hot uh, in these streets and on the presses. We'll be discussing uh, lifestyle extraordinaire um queen miss b smith some of y'all are too young to remember b smith or some of y'all were just under a rock when b smith was kind of out and popping so let me bring you girls and gals and guys and dudes up to speed on who b smith is so b smith oh she really is heralded as like the black martha stewart but i hate when we like compare us to like or when people say oh I'm the black Bill Gates like just be the black you be the black (laughs) like whoever you are like that's it like we don't have to do that but I digress so but people do herald her as the black Martha Stewart um so B Smith had a lifestyle line basically a lifestyle um coach lifestyle enthusiast and turned that into a lucrative uh, business for herself. And so she had like a show. I don't remember if it was on BET or not, but I do remember watching B. Smith's show when I was younger and saying, wow, this lady is very creative. I just love the way she spoke. She spoke well. She dressed well. And her show really had a bunch of different facets to it. So she did some fitness segments she did some styling segments she did uh cooking segments because i believe she uh, had a restaurant and so all those things wrapped up into one she uh created the show uh her show and it ran for a while she even had a magazine and she was really out here popping 
uh, in the 90s. It was really, really good. So that's what B. Smith is. So if you've been seeing these articles uh, or these um, oh, links getting passed around about one B. Smith and her husband, um, I don't even remember his name because I'm a terrible person, but uh, Dan Gatsby um, is her husband's name. And the um, mixed emotions from the community, <laughs> uh, women and men alike, about what is the current state of her health and how her husband is dealing with it and some of the choices uh, he is making behind her recent health discoveries and um, B. Smith was diagnosed with Alzheimer's I believe in 2013 again y'all listen I did most of my fact checking today like when I came in from work so y'all gonna have to correct me if I, if I say something wrong you know hit me up let me know I was inaccurate but it was definitely a speed check but so she got diagnosed uh, with Alzheimer's in 2013, I believe. And then somewhere around 2017, her husband decided to get a girlfriend um, in the wake of B. Smith's health state. And not only does her husband have a girlfriend, he is very public about it. It is not under wraps. It is not in private. He is very public about his relationship with his girlfriend, who also happens to be Caucasian. Um, and the African-American community is in an uproar about it, as we usually are when one of us dates uh, outside of our race, especially of the European race. So, um, So the current state of What's going on with Mr. Gatsby and B. Smith, his wife? Um, so she, again, she's diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he is her caregiver, full time caregiver. Um, I'm not sure if he has quit his uh, job and his career to constantly be there or if he has um, like in home health care to assist. But he is her her, her caregiver um, as far as what the reports are saying. He has to feed her, change her, um, in his words, toilet her, um, and just really just take care of her. And so if you watch old clips of B. Smith or if you go back and look at any of her show, she was very much lively. She used to be a model um, at some point. So B. Smith, uh, you know, just really the picture of health and the picture of, you know, style and grace and just really just a beautiful spirit. And I don't have any personal experience with um, dealing with a family member with Alzheimer's, but I do know people who have. Um, and so here's some of the facts. Um, before and this is just I think some people are we are really quick to get up in arms about it because people are saying mixed things but the main thing that is being said is um oh he's disrespectful you know marriage is you know to death do its part and you know for better or worse and sickness and health and all that may be true indeed um but let's just take a moment to 
analyze all the pieces of the puzzle. So, so many theories out there. One theory is, oh, you know, he is living off her money and, you know, parading his girlfriend around and, you know, really taking her legacy and, you know, making it it is or making a mockery of it and this life they built together and basically sharing it with this um, girlfriend who really had nothing to do with either of their success. So um, those are some of the the things that I've been hearing and seeing and also um, the level of disrespect that people feel as far as him um, parading the girlfriend around very publicly. And also um, I learned that the girlfriend has a room in their house. So they are still legally married, uh, Mr. Gatsby and B. Smith. And the girlfriend, not only does she have a room in the house, but she helps to take care of her or like is an emotional support for him, whatever that means. So basically she has access to the house or she gets to come over. Does she have a key or not? I don't know, but she has a room, whatever that means, which we all know she ain't sleeping in that room by herself. Come on, fam. Like, she probably not sleeping in their bedroom out of probably whatever respect that he call himself showing as far as still being her caregiver and taking care of her. But she, her having a room in the house uh, brings up some, some concerns for me. So let me let me just finish all the details that I know or what we know. And then I'll get into my opinions um, about the situation. So. Mr. Gatsby is 64. The girlfriend is 53. I don't remember how old B. Smith, but she's closer to his age. So here he is gallivanting this lady around. And then uh, come to find out they have a podcast or a radio show or something together. And um, he like travels with this woman, like takes her around. He started to be an advocate for Alzheimer awareness, which is great. But he is also incorporating the girlfriend into it and it's very weird to me um and very um touchy philly (laughs) to me um so here's what i did i wound up calling some married couples some of them answered the phone some of them didn't you know who you are so my (laughs) my goal was to interview maybe five married couples right the man and the woman or the woman the woman the man the man um but i wound up interviewing three couples because press for time and then i wound up only being able to interview two of the women because the men didn't answer the phone uh, one of them being my mom and one of them being um, some of my sister's in-laws. And then um, one being my girlfriend and her husband. So I actually got to interview both of them. Um, and then the other couples were just the women. And so here's the responses, because I wanted to know as a married person what their thoughts was about this situation and how they would feel if they were to come down with some type of uh, mental illness or, you know, any type of thing that would prevent them from being the spouse that their 
spouse knew but in this or the the person that they married this particular situation b smith has alzheimer's and so she doesn't remember anything as much at all and she may have moments of clarity for very short periods of time um and then she goes back to really not knowing what's going on she just knows that these people are here they're being nice to her they're taking care of her so she has no clue that oh this is my husband or maybe somewhere deep deep down in there but in general just on a daily basis she doesn't um and let me throw in two sidebar y'all so the girlfriend who i don't even care about her name honestly she's gonna be the girlfriend for this whole podcast the girlfriend um her and b smith supposedly were friends before all of this happened or were friends during her transitioning so they've been friends and yeah so that's also a concern so some of the the responses i got overall the women that i interviewed two of them felt like it was disrespectful um the way he's kind of gallivanting the girlfriend in the streets um the way he is being very um open with the relationship they both kind of agreed that they don't necessarily have a problem with him moving on because you know at the end of the day we are human we all have needs even though you know people when you sign up for marriage honey the, the thing is I think people sign up for marriage not thinking about the worst that could happen because a lot of times it's a one in a million thing that the worst could happen to you but you do have to consider that and you have to consider like what if this person or the person that I married one day cannot be that person for me would I still stick around will I still love them will I still cherish them and take care of them in whatever capacity they need me to and I don't think people consider that I think they marry for the now and what looks good right now and what state people are in right now and really don't consider if something tragic uh were to happen and so for the most part two of the ladies that was their feelings um one of the ladies was like look if I'm no longer who I was or I can't recall who I am I would just hope that my husband would be decent and get give me the care or hire the care um that I need to get by or to get through um if it's a situation where he needs to still work or you know my you know we need to still keep things afloat and I am not able to and that's affecting the household then hopefully we have the insurance or you know whatever it is that he needs to put in place services that need to be put in place um to make sure that I'm okay and that I'm taken care of. Because the thing about B. Smith is she's still in great, like, physical health. Like, she just can't really do anything for herself because she has lost uh, memory. So she really doesn't know what to do. But, again, she worked out. She was a model. So she's not in the stages of passing away. She just has Alzheimer's. So she could be around several more years. And so one of the women I interviewed was basically saying, you know, for the most part, you probably won't even feel any romantic feelings or like if you do, it's so touch and go that you can't really put them together. And so she would just be happy with knowing that her husband respected their marriage enough to continue 
to take care of her and, um, you know, kind of look after her until said time was no more. Okay. Then, um, the one guy husband that I got to interview, his feelings were, you know, I would hope that my wife would at least wait until I'm no longer with us. Um, for her to move on like that and if it's a friend situation then fine but that could lead to you know lust and and being together and those type of things and he would hope that that would not be the case because we did marry each other for better or for worse now all of these couples that I interview have children older some older some younger but I just talk to them in a way that I said, let's not even factor kids in. Like, let's just talk about you as a wife and you as a husband. And how would you feel if this person moved on? One of the wives said that her, one of her issues is that the person he's moving on with is supposedly a friend of the wife. And to her, that means they must've been plotting all along. (laughs) Or even if they didn't do anything, the fact that, the opportunity or the the friend or even the husband thought that this was an opportunity for them to see what was popping didn't really sit well with her so these are some of the reactions that I got from the couple so I want to thank you guys for uh, participating y'all ready to know what I think about the whole shilly dilly okay so obviously speaking from a single woman's point of view Um, from personal account, my parents, um, so my dad was in a drunk driver accident when I was like, shortly after I was born, I was a baby, baby, and someone hit him, causing his life to change dramatically from him being, you know, the soul, well, not the soul, but mainly breadwinner in the house my mom you know she worked and still continued school and her studies and she you know went on to be a nurse and she continued to educate herself while my dad was basically done with that and kind of the you know bring home the bacon and then after that accident the roles had to reverse and since she had to assume caregiver responsibilities to um help nurse my dad back to health and you know he had to go to therapy and um he had to have a lot of appointments so things changed dramatically um for my mom and my dad and just the structure of the household in general and so while that might not be Alzheimer's it definitely um is a situation in which things shifted um within the house but my mom to honor her marriage or to you know she could have been like "Ooh, this ain't who I married or you know this ain't what I signed up for I'm out of here but you know she chose not to do that she chose to step up and she's been stepping up ever since and um that's just the way that's the dynamic and so That is just an example of how things can change very quickly, which is why it's very important to (laughs) make sure when you are marrying, it's not just for the temporary, because 
unless you're just a temporary person, like that will come out. And if you're just a temporary person, of course, you're going to leave when things get bad. Of course, you're going to leave when things aren't favorable for you or they're not going in the direction that you felt like they should go. But a solid person will be around, will stick around no matter what the outcome. And so that being said, I think it's great that um, B. Smith's husband is still caring for her. And just reading some of the other articles and him expressing how difficult it is to care for someone who don't really essentially even remember you or know who you are. When y'all like were lovers and friends and you traveled and you you did everything together and for that to no longer be your life, I get it. I do. That has to be hard. It has to be a level of heartbreak that I have not experienced, but I know people who have. And I appreciate those people for being candid with me about their experiences. And so it is nothing short of heartbreaking when you have to take care of a loved one, um, especially a spouse who barely remembers you or has moments of non-clarity often due to some type of mental disease or mental um, affliction that may have come upon them. And you have to then assume role of caregiver because you also have emotions too. You have needs, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is that are not being met any longer by your spouse. And so I can see where, you know, eventually somebody might be like, okay, look, I'm lonely. Um, I need support. This is a lot. And I don't necessarily think that makes you weak or makes you disloyal to your spouse is the reality of the situation. So the fact that he is. So everybody's going to handle that different. Some people are going to be like, oh, I would never cheat on my man or my wife. And I'm just going to ride it out and yada, yada. And that might be, if that's you, cool. But then there are other people who are like, look, I got a lot of life to live left. Like, and I'm. I'm still, you know, um, capable of having a relationship and I'm still, you know, capable of dating and, and I like to still travel and I like to do things and I, I need companionship because let's again revisit that he is in his 60s too and this is an age because I don't think he's retired yet or anything like that. But this is a time where you should like your golden years. You know, you're supposed to be traveling and making the best out of things and really just enjoying the life that you have and, and until you don't have it anymore. So that's kind of a, um, a, a tough, toughie for me because I don't necessarily feel like he's wrong for wanting companionship. Also, um, a, lot, a lot of people were saying oh he just you know taking this black woman legacy and just living off the fat of the land and you know living off of everything that she got and and he first of all let's be clear man <laughs> I'm not shocked that the man got a girlfriend um I mean man when you coherent you when you got all your five senses and you and your good mind a man to find a reason to cheat you find, fold the tiles the wrong way and they oh, I'm about to go get another girlfriend like so it, it, it don't take much unfortunately for a man to find a reason 
to seek companionship somewhere else. Oh, uh, um, dang, I don't want to say a weak man, but listen, man, y'all are really carnal. Y'all are very, um, oh, y'all, y'all are very, mm, sheesh, I'm losing. I, I might have lost for words, but y'all are definitely physical and I you know I need my needs being met and I'm missing it which is why when y'all get y'all wives pregnant your girlfriend's pregnant your spouse is pregnant y'all want to go cheat and y'all want to go out here and do what y'all want to do because god forbid this woman um is carrying and hosting a whole nother living breathing entity that is sucking her life force out and taking up her food and taking up her fluids and you know draining her body and 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 god forbid she can't uh give you sex three times a day and and uh make you hot meals and warm your bottle up and have your slippers at the door and fetch your newspaper like a puppy and shit soon as you know anything starts lacking and and, and again god forbid it be due to her hosting a human life um, y'all will find any reason. My point is y'all will find any reason to, to find somebody else or find comfort or companionship with somebody else. So I'm not shocked that his wife gets Alzheimer's and he is like, oh, oh, need, I need uh, attention. Me, me, me. Look over here. That's just how y'all are. Like, prove me wrong, but that's, that's how y'all are. And when y'all are lacking the affection and attention y'all need, men are more, more, likely to get out here and find it and get it no matter what the situation so the fact that he ain't put her in a home yet is more shocking to me than him finding a girlfriend or you know having a girlfriend um so there's that as far as him mooching off her or living off the fat of her land what I did discover in my um snooping (laughs) for this story is that this man already had his own legacy going. Um, he actually works in media and production. And so before he met her, um, they actually both were previously married. And then they met at her restaurant. Um, he was still married at the time. She was married. And then they both wound up getting a divorce and running into each other um, some years later. And then that's how they got married. But this man was already working in the media. He already had a really great job. And actually, he helped her to launch the B. Smith brand. So like the TV show and the magazine and all that, he actually had a huge hand in it. So it's not one of those situations where she kind of came in and she was already secure, secure. Like she had a great job and she was already, you know, doing things and already had a, a building a brand for herself. But he kind of came in and like secured the bag for her, help her secure the bag. And so I can't really ride that wave as far as, you know, him living off their legacy or her legacy or whatever, because that was not the case. Um, He definitely was already self-sufficient. So let's throw that out. Now, let's talk about the girlfriend. I tried to snoop on her. It's very hard to tell what she does. The only thing I do know is the restaurant that B. Smith used to have is no longer. But in that space is a new restaurant and new girlfriend works there. But it doesn't say what she does. Now, I read an article about him saying something about the girlfriend having a owning a brownstone and she has a Porsche and she doesn't need his money. Honey, as far as I know, because I can't find nothing on this bra, you bought all that. I don't want to hear it. Her daddy could have gave her that. Her, whoever. Okay. 
<laughs> since I can't find the information I need to find on her, I'm going to assume she a gold digger until I know further. So I'll update y'all if I find out anything else about said girlfriend. But for now, she there for the money. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, sue me, sue me, sue me. Don't care. Don't care. So um, that being said, I, I would say it's less of him trying to ride B. Smith's wave. But this girlfriend, she probably trying to ride his wave. Um, and... The fact that her and B. Smith were supposedly friends or they were friends, that is kind of mm, unsettling to me uh, because who knows, like, what's the backstory on that? Like, did you always want her man? Were you always plotting, hoping, wishing they wasn't together or whatever since y'all were friends? Like, it just, I don't know. Now, I used to joke around. I had an ex that we used to joke around. And I think he was serious because trash, but... We used to have conversations about if something happened to one of us, we were no longer to serve our duty as, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever, if we made it to that point, which we never did because trash. Um, but how would we feel if somebody dated, you know, somebody's friend and he would make jokes like, yeah, let me know which one of your friends I can date um, or which one of your friends that you would be like happy that I would be with if you were to go um like which one of your friends I'm like what the what in the hell sir are you even talking about um and I used to be offended but then it's like I don't know <laughs> because I don't think it, it, if I was if I was able to be privy or have an opinion I really don't think it would matter so much if it was a perfect stranger or if it was a friend as long as y'all weren't really sneaking behind my back during the time that I was cognizant as long as y'all weren't up to no good I don't think either way it would matter to me if you moved on with a stranger if you moved on with somebody that a mutual friend or one of my friends or whatever because that's really neither here nor there the point is you're moving on the point is you're moving on and as long as it's a friend who wasn't secretly jealous or hating on your girl and when you're not around she pushing me down the stairs and shit oh i I, i'm i I probably ain't gonna get no points for this uh with my homegirls but i mean do it i don't think it mattered like i mm, you moving on you moving on and to be fair i'd rather be not a stranger i'd rather be somebody that i loved or loved me and want to see me happy or you know, wants to help be there for you emotionally and take care of her friend. Um, and if y'all happen to fall in love or whatever, and I got two people that love me and want to take care of me, and I know I ain't going to get fed no dog food or nobody's trying to speed along my process to collect my inheritance and my will. So I, I don't really feel too many bad ways about, you know, whether it's a friend or a stranger, I almost rather it be somebody we both know or somebody, you know, that, you know, got my best interest at heart. And that's just what it is. So I think out of this whole situation, the biggest thing for me is the fact that he's being very flagrant about the dating situation and the whole having a room and eh, eh. at the end of the day, baby, this is a house we bought, we built together um this is you know I think B Smith had a daughter from a previous marriage I don't think her and her husband had any children together but in general just in general she's a public figure you you know have a lucrative business and y'all are an entity and y'all are still legally married I I do think it's disrespectful for your girlfriend 
to have a room in a house that you built with your wife, a legacy um, place that you sleep with your wife. Like y'all lay, y'all cook in that house. Y'all build memories in that house. I'm sure y'all have hosted many dinner parties. Like you already bringing her over to me. That's a lot to me. I think that's probably not the best choice to do. Um, you already got the girl in the house helping you take care of her, but for her to have a room, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. Even if she came and stayed and left or, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's going to be nice where she feel or you ask her to stay, Sarah, whatever. I still think that's bold. But just to be like, oh, yeah, she got a room in the house. Why? 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 Is she paying rent? <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand that. I think that is disrespectful um, of the marriage in general. And then talking to my homeboy, he pointed out something. And I think most of us, as far as marriage in the traditional sense, we always say for better or worse, worse to death do us part, you know, all of that. But we really don't know the details of their marriage. We don't know who married them. We don't know what their faith is. Um, we don't know a lot of details that might shift our view on why this man is doing what he's doing or what might seem flagrant to us. We don't know if before the early stages or when she maybe started to progress to Alzheimer's, if they had a conversation like, look, baby, if something happened to me or, you know, if I get away or even before this, maybe they got married and they, or before they got married, they had long conversations about expectations or, Hey, what if something happened to me, what would be your expectation? We don't know if B Smith said, I mean, he says this, but I can't, I don't trust that man. I don't, I don't trust her husband. I don't, I don't care. Um, but he, you know, he had mentioned that she said he would want, she would want him to be happy. And I'm trying to figure out was that before or after her diagnosis? Like, I don't know. We don't know. Um, so we don't know the vows that they actually could took. We don't know under what pretenses they got married. Like, we don't know a lot of detail so we can assume you know the in the traditional sense oh it's supposed to be forever and ever and ever we don't know what these people talked about together we don't know what their vows were and we don't know what their commitment or things that they agreed upon before this happened so she very well may have been like look if something ever happened to me I'm giving you carte blanche to move on with their life and be with somebody else and um hey we we just don't know that we don't know that part so that's something to consider too but all in all given the the evidence or given the things that I uh, mentioned to you guys I I don't think final answer is (laughs) I don't think he's wrong for seeking companionship I do not agree with the girl having a room or even with her helping be a caregiver it's one thing for her to be an emotional support to you but for her to be helping you with her I just I don't know I don't know, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm a little on the fence about it. Because like I said, I'd rather it be somebody that loved me. Let's just say they were good friends or they were friends. Because we, what we're not about to do in, in this case, although I would love to um, play this game with y'all, I'm not. Yes, the, the girlfriend is a Caucasian and B. Smith and her husband are African-American. But at this moment, I don't have the energy to play the race card right now because, you know, we just get mad. Like, oh, you don't let Becky in the house. And that is the house that you and Bunquisha built and Becky does not deserve. And sure, we're all entitled to our feelings. <laughs> but to me, eh, that don't really make a huge of a difference, whether it's Becky or 
uh, Brenda in the house is the point that he and her are working together. They are, you know, talking together about what is going on between him and his wife. And to me, it's just a little tasteless, a little less not non-tact having, tactless, tacky, um, and any other word that has tack in it, and, um, any other feelings that I can convey that is basically saying this man... It's just really being messy. He's really being sloppy, and I wish he would clean that up. Um, keep it to yourself. We don't care. We don't want to care. And you could have really just kept that in-house, but you let it spill all over the place, and now you need a mop. So those are my feelings about it. You guys can definitely, um, again, send your thoughts, concerns, um, your side of the story. I always get conflicted when I do these shows, y'all. I don't re-record. And then when I go back and listen, I'm like, dang, I forgot to say this. Or dang, I forgot to say that. But it just is what it is. Um, so I'm not going back uh, to edit or anything. Like, this is what y'all get real and raw. And um, I appreciate you guys for uh, being on board. Now, my favorite part of the show, Tiffany Two Cents. I know y'all are dying to hear an update (laughs) on the previous show um, last week's episode when I mentioned to you guys about um, the episode no news is good news if you haven't it's definitely about to be some um, spoilers and if you want to understand the whole conversation or the whole update, then you have to go back and listen to that episode um, in which I detail um, a failed dating situation and a guy or with a guy who, you know, I met and things were going well and he just couldn't listen to basic ass instructions. And so there's that. Um, So here's an update. So the last thing I remember telling you guys was him sending me this long ass soliloquy about how I'm basically blowing things out of proportion and I need to find somebody that can respect my wishes and he just really hit me with the Edgar Allan Poe y'all he really just thought he was spitting mad poetry and here's the problem after he voiced his opinion um and said that I should you know go on and find somebody who is not too corny, um, these are my words now, um, and wants to be a toddler and bring up sex every other conversation, um, I didn't respond at all, did not respond to him, had nothing to say, you set the table for that, and I said okay to myself, not to you, I don't have to say okay to you, you, you put that out there, and I saw it, and I moved on, this is what you wanted, sir, is what you wanted so of course when that reverse psychology that um blame game or whatever he called himself was doing y'all backfired on him because he definitely thought I was about to be like oh no okay I'll, I'll do whatever I'll send you whatever nudes you want or whatever the hell that backfired and when I didn't respond oh Sunday afternoon y'all I gotta hello beautiful text y'all niggas gonna stop with this hello beautiful like we're done we're done we're done 2019 and beyond we don't want no more good morning beautiful text or hello beautiful we're done we're gonna be beautiful whether you text it to us or not find something else to say we tired of the shits we are exhausted 
We're tired. No more good morning beautiful than hello beautiful. Fine. It's so many other words in the Webster's of the dictionaries. Find something else to say. I'm tired of y'all. Ask, good morning. What's your cash app? What's your PayPal? What, something like that. That sounds so much better. Um, anywho. So I ignored that too. Because what do you want, sir? You don't want anything. You don't. So I'm, I'm ignoring that. And then the following day, we get a, oh, so you can't talk to nobody now. <sighs> Man, I'm going to ask y'all one more time. I'm going to continue to ask y'all until y'all change y'all behavior, which will be never. So why are y'all like that? Why are y'all, how do you call yourself rejecting me? Or telling me that I'm making a huge deal out of something and I should move on. And then I move on and you mad. Why? Trash. The trash of it all. Why? Why? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I gave him exactly what he asked for. It backfired. He expected me to chase. Let me tell y'all something right now, uh, men of America. Here's the thing about women. Y'all keep trying to use the same fuck-ass formula on every woman, and that's just not how it goes. Women, we are like math. The same way I compare dating to like math, right, which I hate. So I even hate that I'm using it as an analogy. Math makes me break out in hives, and I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to it. Um, so I hate that I have to use this as an analogy, but it works. So while I may be arithmetic, somebody else might be algebra and somebody else might be simple, uh, multiplication. Like we do, there is no same formula to women. We are all different. We all work different ways. Some things that might turn me on might not turn the next woman on. Some things that might make me feel away might not make the next woman feel away. But you have to learn. Y'all have to learn how to pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to the body language. Pay attention to the conversation. Pay attention to um the fillers. Like y'all don't be y'all don't be looking for the fillers at all. Y'all just be throwing blind darts in the fucking sky <laughs> and then when it don't work you gonna hit me with uh good morning beautiful then when that don't work uh you can't talk to nobody no <coughs> see y'all making my throat dry because i'm upset um at y'all doing this don't don't ask for something if you don't really want it he didn't really want me to go away y'all that's the thing he tried to throw some blind darts out there to the sky. And when I did not um, bend to his will and he realized that didn't work, he came running back like football. I don't know. Um, that being said, I I have had a situation in which I think I documented in one of my very first episodes in which, um, you know, when I tried to move on or, or you know, let somebody know that I wasn't interested, um, and I didn't ghost or anything. Now, in this case, we talking about, oh boy, me not responding to him, basically telling me he can't give me what I am requesting. That's not ghosting. He said what he said and I moved on. I didn't have to respond. Now, I have had situations where, or a one specific situation in which I told a guy, you know, I wasn't interested and he 
when I tried to move on, he got livid, irate. It just got to the point where I almost had to like file a police report. And luckily, you know, he didn't know where I worked or anything like that, where I live, but it just was a lot. So he finally went away. This person, I just felt it, y'all. I was like, here we go. Like, I'm not, you're not about to text me every day until I cave. So in, in this case, and again, being a woman, y'all will never understand, man, what the safety procedures and the, and the precautions and the how we got to walk on eggshells to make sure we, or at least try not to crush y'all ego. Because as soon as y'all feel rejected, we fat, we ugly, you never liked us. Um, I can't believe I gave you a chance and all the other shit that, that ain't true. But that's how y'all deal with rejection. So I picked up the phone and I called him. And I said, so, you know, it seems like you have some things you want to get off your chest. Like, is it something I missed? Is there anything that you want to talk about? Because you texted me. I don't understand. And basically, long story short, this man came at me with so much crap, which I knew he would. But again, me trying to deescalate the situation and not per se ignore him because I don't need no crazies. Like, luckily, we never were intimate. Goodness, I couldn't imagine if we had been. Whoa, baby. That being said... The man accused me of everything from having commitment issues to I'm not ready for love. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. Out of all the things that I am or all the things that, you know, are good about me. The only thing I asked you to do was slow your roll on on conversation around sex or asking for boyfriend things when you're not my boyfriend. You let that be a deal breaker. And that equals me having commitment issues um, equals me not being ready. Child, y'all should have heard it. And I'm just sitting there like, "Woo, Chile, this cannot be life. It can't be the audacity. So all that to say. We really got nowhere. That was really for me to just kind of ease him up off of the constant text or continuing to text until I responded because de-escalation is my goal. Um, I'm not trying to hurt feelings. I'm not out here trying to break hearts. You made yourself clear. It backfired. Or you, you tried something. It backfired, sir. And I countered you. I called your bluff and you didn't like it. <laughs> and so here we are. Um... I can't make this stuff up, y'all. Like, there was no resolve. So that's the update. Um, There was no resolve. He definitely kept trying to uh, blame game, uh, push the issues on me. And at the end of the day, I will say this, y'all. And this might sound crazy. And for those of y'all who never, you know, had to struggle with self-esteem or you just woke up and you always knew you were beautiful and you always had this confident confidence kudos to you that's not always been my story it's not always been the case for me it took me years time patience situations to find a backbone or to understand that my beauty is perfect in its imperfectness and so everything about me everything I have to offer every role stretch mark freckle it's mine and I own it and we all have our moments when we you know don't feel too confident or we're still working on it every day I work on it but I am at the place where I do realize what I am what I have to offer and y'all at the very end of the conversation after he tried all his tactics and all his things shaking my voice shaking but me being very stern and very adamant I don't think I've ever told a man this and I felt really, really great about it. 
because it was always the thought of, oh, if I say this, they won't like me no more. Or if I say this, they'll run away. I, that's what I want you to do. If I proclaim something to you that I'm very strong about and it makes you run away or makes you not like me, great. You ain't the one. Amen. Go away. And so it took me years to realize that that is the reaction I want. If I say something that's important to me and it scares you away or it makes you not want to deal with me, perfect because you're not the one. And so close to the end of the conversation, as he was talking and going through all these motions and just really just being ridiculous, I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, sir, I am self-sufficient. I am running my show. I am gainfully employed. I have a vehicle. I do not have children. Not that having children makes you undateable, so don't come for me. I'm just saying my situation and where I am. I am available today. I don't have no crazy exes, no crazy baby daddies, no ex-husbands. I don't have none of that. I don't have, literally, I have nothing for you to worry about but dating me. I don't have any barrier in my way that would stop us from getting to know each other um, in a way that a lot of people do. And I was able to blurt out with crack in my voice, but, but, uh, strength in my heart. I was like, sir, I'm a catch. I know I am. And other people know it too. And if you don't know I am, then that's fine. But we're not going to keep having this conversation. I I'm worth it. My little two requests. I'm worth it. That's facts. There's nothing to argue about. And if you don't think so, it's fine. But I know I am. And that man got so quiet. And that man was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you are. And, you know, I um, I, I wasn't saying you wasn't. Okay, then. I'm just letting you know that I know. And you know. So you're not going to treat me like an orange Starburst or a yellow Starburst. I am a pink Starburst and sometimes red, but mainly pink. And that's how you will address me, sir. And that was that, y'all. So with that being said, hopefully this man is gone. I'm just going to keep updating y'all until he go away. So um, I love y'all. Thank y'all for bringing highlight to my week. I enjoy uh, recording the podcast for y'all, and I hope y'all enjoy listening. Thank y'all for letting me be myself and be all over the place and finally coming back to the middle with it all. So Tiffany Tune-Up. T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P. That's my uh, email again. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, show topics. Uh, you want to be an anonymous uh, email and, um, you know, you got a scenario for me. That's where you do it. TiffanyTuneUp at gmail.com. It's been real, y'all. I got to be up in like five hours. I love y'all and I will talk to you next time. That song been on my mind all day. Like, come on, Anita. If you don't know the song, I'm not telling you. Miss Anita Baker. What a gem. I just cannot stop thinking about that song. And haven't had a chance to listen to it because you know me. Fresh off of a 16-hour shift. And instead of recording on the weekends when I'm usually free like a sane human, um, 
I just decided to record literally the day before I drop because y'all when I wait it seems like gems just come to me they just come to me um and so I'm glad that I wait until the day before I drop because I always get new things or new information or new perspective on things that I was already going to talk about and it just makes it so much better so welcome back to Tiffany Tune Up, a podcast in which I overshare and overthink. Oh, you know, I have been told several times uh, throughout my adult life and recently that I'm an overthinker. So shout out to the people who point out to uh, overthinkers that they are overthinkers. So now we have to overthink why we overthink and how we can stop overthinking. Um, yeah, shout out to y'all. <laughs> For um, assisting in the process. No, but seriously, though, I've heard that a few times and I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I guess I'd rather like be overly planned. I mean, first of all, Virgo, just period. We love, we overthink everything and you can't tell us different, but that can be um, a hindrance sometimes because I think it stems or it can attach itself to um, trying to have control over everything, right? And no matter how planned or how good you are or how thought out you are, there is still room for a variable of things not to go your way or not to go in a favorable way. Because really that's all it is. You trying to assure things go favorably, for you and to be honest you really just don't have any control over that even though I know that I will still try to think a thing out um until it is as favorable as I think it can be um on my end like I know I can't control other people but I definitely try to keep a cap on my end but that doesn't work either so I'm really it's so funny because as as um easy going or as fun loving as I do think I am I can be very serious sometimes and maybe sometimes where I need to loosen up. Um, there are some areas where you cannot tell me that I need to loosen up because I know better. Um, but in general, yeah, I mean, I could, that's why I travel y'all. Cause that's, that's where I really shine <laughs> because in everyday life it's difficult. And I think it's because, um, I am so dependent on me. So I don't really, I have a support system. I have great friends and family. Um, but in general, just as far as like my daily happenings or my well-being in, uh, yeah, in general, it's all me. Me going to work, me buying my groceries, me paying my bills. So I do tend to overthink a lot because every little step I take, hey, when you will be there, every little step I make, I will be too good. I can't sleep at night and toss and turn. Listen to my telephone. I don't know the rest, so I'ma stop here until I embarrass myself. Eh, eh. No, but for real, like every, every little step I take, um, it's all like everything falls on me. So it's easy to be an overthinker when you are just, I don't know, constantly concerned about your future or your next move or, you know, that type of thing. So I'm going to try y'all. I'm going to try real hard to relax and in efforts to do so. Tonight's indulgence, y'all, y'all might hear me eating. You might not. I'll surprise you. Um, 
is brought to you by Motor City Wine, in which I have picked up a bottle of my favorite this weekend while hanging out with the lovely Cree from my Work Wives Matter Wigs Don't episode. Um, one of my work wives who has moved to California to pursue her dreams, and I miss her dearly. Um, our flight left out today. Wheels up. Be safe, honey buns. Um, don't think she's made it back to Cali yet, but I'll check on you soon, baby love. And um, we went out uh, for her one of her cousin's birthday, and I was able to pick up a bottle of my favorite it's a sweet red it's a spaniard red um so it's a little bubbly on the bubblier side and it's called bachi dolce um i don't have the bottle in front of me so i can't assist you but bachi dolce again if you don't like sweet it's not for you it's bubbly it's not for you but it's so good and it definitely hits you on the back end and i know y'all probably wondering are you cheating on hennessy i'm not cheating on hennessy it's it's the middle of the week and Sometimes, you know, Hennessy can come along, but when I work long shifts, like I've been working, um, so for example, it's almost midnight and I have to be up in like four hours. So, um, there will be no Hennessy on this evening. We'll do wine. And then I picked up, um, a treat from one of my favorite bakeries, Milano Bakery. It is, um close to the Eastern Market for my Detroit people, if you know where the Eastern Market is. Historical Eastern Market where you get your fruits and veggies on the weekend, on Saturday, and then on Sunday you go and you support your artisan shops and things of that nature. So, um, I got today from Milano a key lime tart, and it is amazing, and it's the little things, you know, um, Weekend Rewind, I, y'all, I had a rough weekend slash yesterday, emotionally, couldn't tell you what it was, could be some, you know, hormonal things, you know, women, you know how we do in conjunction with our bodies and the things that happen to us once a month that you know should come in the form of an email hey girl hey you're not pregnant but mother nature is a bitch and so we have to get full-on uh dramatic ass week or so of your body letting you know that you're not pregnant so that being said emotionally I I don't know y'all I had just been in a really 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 just tough, tough place to the point where I didn't want to do anything, didn't want to go anywhere. And I did a lot of self-love, like I said last weekend. So last episode, I actually did things this weekend. I missed a lot of opportunities to do self-love and I just wanted to be barricaded in the house. Um, didn't want to do much, which backfired because <laughs> I didn't go grocery shopping. Um, I wound up not doing laundry I am really in the middle of a phase in which I've been in uh, my current apartment for a year now it's been a year and I didn't do much decorating and I really wanted to change that this year and so I have furniture you know I have those things but there's really no aesthetic the walls are very bare it's very boring 
Um, and initially I was like, oh, I don't really have a lot of company like that. Like, who am I trying to impress? I'm just grateful <laughs> that I have a decent apartment and a decent area and it's clean and, you know, the bare minimum. But sometimes aesthetic changes your vibe and it helps your mood. So I really, really want to... Um, you know, put some paintings up, y'all. Put some stuff up. Maybe some shelving. I really want a book nook, y'all. Like, since I've been, um... Or did I tell y'all last episode? I don't know. So, I'm trying to get back into reading a lot. And for those of y'all who do audibles, kudos to you. I'm guessing audibles are very similar to listening to a podcast. So, I think I could. But I'm just so used to that hardback or that softback. I just like turning the pages. I love to hold a book in my hand. And maybe is that maybe I could listen to Audible's and then if I like the book, go back and buy the hardcover. Um, but I am currently reading I got three books. Um, one, I think, is Midnight by Sister Soldier. I read it, but I need to revisit because I was super young when I read it. So I remember nothing about it. Um, and there's another one. I don't remember the author's name, y'all. And I'm not, I'm not going to go get the books. They're far, far away from me. <laughs> but I think the title is On Your Glow. And um, maybe I'll revisit it next episode and I'll give you the author. I Actually, what I'll do is I'll give you a review when I'm done. And I am, so I haven't started those two yet, but what I did is start a James Baldwin book and it is, um, Giovanni's Room and Giovanni's Room. I'm sure some of you are already familiar. I'm late to the game. Sue me or whatever. Um, and Giovanni's Room is about a young man, uh, African-American man who struggles with his sexuality. Um, he has a girlfriend, but he also struggles with having feelings for men. And, and, um, it's really an interesting read because you think books, you know, from back in the day, um, which it ain't that long ago, but you know, they are dated or, you know, some of the things are maybe not be relevant to today, but honey, Oh, this book is a good read. And if, if nothing else, it definitely makes me want to go to Paris. Like some of the setting is New York. I haven't been in New York in a while. And so that would be cute. But then some of it is in Paris and baby, oh, just the way they fancy about the streets in the book. I would love to um, go to Paris. I have not been. And, you know, to be honest, I probably won't be going anywhere out of the country as long as uh, 45 is in office. Y'all people who put this man in office. I don't even much want to go down the street. It's unfortunate to be from Detroit and live literally walking distance from Canada. And you really just don't want to go. Um, I'm going to Carabana in August. And you know, <laughs> that's about, I guess that's about the, the furthest I'll go. Um, even though it's out the country, you know, when you're from Detroit, it doesn't seem like it because Canada is right there. Um, but other than that, I, I don't plan on going too many places while 45 is sitting on his orange uh, orangutan throne. I'm straight. Um, whenever y'all boot that man out of there, I think about taking some trips out the country. But until then, it's local trips and fun and uh, Carabana in August. And that's that about it. So, um, so that's what I'm reading. Um, let me know what you guys are reading. I am trying to take on, you know, two or three books 
every couple weeks. So if you got something good you're reading, uh, let me know. TiffanyTuneUp at gmail.com. Send me your good reads uh, because I'm interested and I'm making the time in my downtime. And so sometimes at work I have downtime, not much. Some days I do, some days I don't. Here lately I have not and I'm mad because Giovanni's room is getting real good. And I can't get back into it because when I get home, I'm dead. And at work, I haven't had the time. But when I do get downtime, I do turn those pages. So y'all let me know what y'all out there reading. Um, today's episode, now that I'm done ranting and raving about <laughs> about uh, my weekend and things, um, I just want to address real quick. And this might be one of my shortest episodes ever, y'all. So stick with it. Maybe, maybe not. Um, let's talk about, um, I have some follow-up from the B. Scott conversation we had on last podcast, um, because I saw a new video, uh, with one of her associates, uh, B. Smith's, did I say B. Scott? Y'all don't know what I said. B. Smith's, (laughs) um, situation and, um, cause B Scott is a, um, entertainment blogger. He is here for the girls, but B Smith that we discussed last, um, episode, her, her husband, his girlfriend, Alex, whatever, Alex, whoever, cause y'all know I don't care. It's Alex something. Um, but there was a guy doing an interview, um, who was an associate of both of them, both the husband and B. Smith, and he knows Alex, so they all kind of run in the same circle, okay? Um, that's just kind of how this works. So, he did an interview on some show, and this guy, he uh, has a podcast, cannot remember his name, I don't, let me see if I can find it while I'm talking to y'all, but he did an interview, um, and he wound up giving some more information or shedding some more light on the situation in which, um, he was in the Hamptons. Um, okay, so the guy, his name is Paul Wharton. That's the friend. And he happened to be around at a party where the husband and the girlfriend Alex was at. And obviously B was not there because it was a pool party. It was in the Hamptons. And so it was somewhere where she probably, you know, couldn't really do much or be, you know, be tended too much because You know, there's a lot going on, right? So, uh, Paul gives an account of being at this party. And he even has receipts, y'all. He has video, y'all. I'm looking at the video now, right? And so, he is actually being crafty and um, cunning because he strikes me as the type, baby. He actually is doing a fine, fine job of really taking video and pretending like he's schmoozing with the... um, the people there, which he is, he is schmoozing, right? But he's doing it in such a way that in the background, you can see the husband and the girlfriend. They're in the pool. They're having a great time. Um, and the site that I'm uh, sourcing is For Harriet, um, the blog site. So if you go on For Harriet, and the post was put up on February 8th. And the guy, you'll see it, it says, Watch B. Smith's friend, Paul Wharton, share some of his concerns about her husband's relationship with the girlfriend. So if you're looking for the post, that's where you can go on For Harriet. So he gets into talking about an account in which um, him, Alex, the husband... And B, I guess they were at dinner or somewhere at an event where they decided to bring B out. 
And there was a moment in which B, the husband was talking to Paul and he said, you know, B is one of the sweetest, most kindest, most beautiful women I ever met. And the girlfriend, Alex, kind of slapped his hand like, oh, my God, how could you say that? Like, I'm sitting right here and you're calling her the most sweetest, kindest, beautiful person you ever met. But I'm sitting right here. And Paul was kind of like, girl, that's his wife. You out of pocket and out of place, Pollyanna. And (laughs) it's so funny because, you know, doggone well, ma'am that this man is still married and he has the right as much as I don't like him gallivanting y'all relationship but since he gonna go ahead and go forth with it this man is still married and he is still actively letting people know that he's married and you for sure know that he's married so if he wants to say anything about his wife she uh the nastiest bestest cleaning the house she he is well within his right and you have nothing to say your opinion and your voice is invalid as to how he expresses his love and his um, affection for his wife, who is still his wife, no matter what state she is in. So, ma'am, have several seats. But if that was not bad enough, if that was not bad enough, um, then he goes on, Paul goes on to say that there was another incident where I don't know if B. Maybe she did something or she was touching something or whatever happened. Because again, for those of you who missed the last episode, she has uh, Alzheimer's. And so, you know, she's really not in a, a good cognitive state and not able to take care of herself. So her husband is caring for her full time. And there was an incident in which Paul witnessed Alex kind of smacking B's hand or like grabbing her hand as if to say, I, I, like she's her child and she's the mother. That's is where I draw the line. Now, initially, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter the race of the girlfriend or what's going on because a lot of people are up in arms that she is um, caucastic, a European woman. Um, but this is what I will say. Because initially, uh, my thoughts were, hey, if all these people were friends, because supposedly the girl Alex was a friend of the husband and of B. again. I don't want to keep repeating because, again, we did discuss this last episode. So go check it out. Um, so you can catch up mustard, <laughs> but I had to bring up that because it's valid. But in general, here we have a woman who is essentially jealous of B and really what she wants is the number one spot. That's really what it is. She wants the spot and she probably can't wait till something happened to B or B passes away. But here's the thing again, Alzheimer's does not equal death. She is not dying. She is still here. And um, unfortunately for you, girlfriend, why want to fake want to be wife or whatever. She was in good health. She was in good physical health before all of this happened. She worked out. She was in good health. So you you may not get that spot if you ever get it for many, 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 many years. Um, so chill. Chill on, chill on B. And what I'll say about that is she seems to be a danger. She seems to be a danger to B. She's very jealous of B, and she ought not be nowhere near her. And that's period. If he's going to continue to date her, he needs to date her outside of the house. And she need not have a room in that house. She need not be nowhere next to B because the fact that she thought she had the caucasity, audacity to touch her um, in any way. That's not your child. That is his wife. You are to be hands off, period. Somebody deal with her. 
because I cannot. I can't. I heard that and I was livid. So if you can't take being number two, girl, then you are not being in a relationship with a man who is still legally married to his wife, no matter the, the capacity that she holds right now mentally. So um, somebody get her because somebody going to get her um, if if. if uh, if he don't handle that very quickly. So I'm so glad I ran across that because baby, the tea is so hot. It's so piping hot. And I just, furthermore, all jokes aside, you know, that's somebody who I could see really, uh, really, really putting B's life in danger based on her jealousy and wishing that she was, you know, the number one. And that could be, she probably won't do anything as obvious as physically harm her but I can definitely see her spiking the tea or or uh, poisoning the oatmeal or something so she needs to be very far away from that whole situation um until things are different or in her favor or whatever she thinks may be um so there's my thoughts on that so this weekend uh was the Grammys I did not watch them however you guys kept me very very entertained uh, with your commentary, I did uh, notice or see that um, one J-Lo, Jennifer of the Lopez, uh, was hired? I don't, is that the word I'm looking for? Um, summoned, uh, asked to um, do the Motown review. And I personally am quite confused as to why anybody thought that that was a great idea. Um, We all know as a community, black, white, Latina, um, the whole community, that um, J-Lo is bubblegum singing at best. Like, she's bubblegum and and pop-pop doo-wop dancing has always been her thing. Singing has not. And that's just facts. So why we thought it was a good idea for her to do a tribute to anything, um, no less Motown, when we have so many, 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 many choices and options uh, for people who could have done that is beyond me. I am baffled. Um, and Ha Ha Davis voice, like I'm baffled and it's beyond me and I am astonished because... I just think people just be pulling shit out of a hat when they come to these award shows. Now nah, they don't. I don't even think they consult people anymore. They just do whatever, and it's unfortunate. Um, so really, there's that. Um, I did catch a, a couple of clips. People sent me clips because they were like, "Girl, please talk about this on your podcast." I can't even. <sighs> Alicia, I don't know, doing her tribute to some of the artists in the audience. One thing I'll never understand about Alicia, I'll never understand, um, is how you play a whole instrument and you still sing flat. You literally have an instrument guiding you. You literally are stroking the ebonies and the ivories and still manage to sing under the pitch. I don't know, y'all. It makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad. And so the, the clip I did see, honey, all bad. All bad. Um, also, some things that were all bad. Um, let me just randomly go through some of the fashions that I saw. Wow. Um, 
where do I start? Because, and I'm going to just do the red carpet. We're not even going to talk about actual show fashions, but I'm just going to do it at random. I found a post that has most of, or the majority of the people who were there. So if you were watching, obviously you probably saw most of these red carpet looks. So if you didn't, um, you're going to have to look them up and I'll just do a best of job that I can vividly describing. I think I'm pretty decent at uh, telling things in detail. So I'm just going to look up some of the the more important people or people who I recognize and um, just give you a rundown on kind of what they have on and, and um, my uh, fashion commentary about what they have on. So let's start with Katy Perry. Katy Perry has on a oh man I don't even know what this is a strapless number it's pink and silver so it's like an ombre situation uh the silver is bleeding into the pink and then the bottom of the dress I don't know what kind of material this is but she really looks like a pregnant teletubby but the like her middle uh, her waist is cinched but like I don't know what this faux hip thing is but it's all bad because her hair looks great her makeup looks pretty natural she looks good um teardrop earrings but this, i don't know what this is why katie why i'm upset um moving on to kylie jenner first of all all y'all jenners can I, I have no time for the Jenners or the Kardashians, y'all. I just don't have a lot of time for them. It's exhausting looking at them, talking about them, being anywhere on the same hemisphere as them. They are a lot to deal with. Kylie has on some type of bubblegum pink chiffon number in which... Oh, my God. The pants aren't so bad. I don't know what this cinched silver belt. Well, I don't know what was the thing with the pink and the silver this year. I don't know if that's what's going on for spring. I'm going to assume because a lot of people had that on. Then she had these gloves on and they weren't bad. But this top, honey. Oh, my God. It looks like she took a curtain and then was like, let me hurry and put this on because I got to go. I had to feed the baby real quick. Um, I got to tend to the daddy and then I got to go. Like, listen, y'all, the pants, not so bad. The top, I don't know what's going on. And then her hair, like her face looks uncomfortable. She looks like she knows that she made a terrible decision um, picking this outfit out. Um, next up, Let's just get straight into it. I should have started with this. First of all, congratulations to one uh, Miss Cardi B uh, for winning the uh, Grammy that she won. And kudos to her because she went from the poll to the press in a matter of two years. And it just it's so inspirational. Like y'all can say what y'all want to say. I get inspiration from many, many women, so it's not just Cardi, but I just love her hustle. People talk crap about her being ghetto or whatever. Say whatever you want, okay? It's fine. Um, but what you can't do is take away her achievements or her accomplishments. And I even heard that she deleted her Instagram because y'all were bothering her. Here's the thing, sis. Um, what, what I want for Cardi the most is... Um, 
I can't wait till she gets out of her 20s and then like get in, into her 30s and start really realizing that people's opinions don't matter, um, that people are trash, and that she is probably richer than all the people who have all these opinions about her that don't matter. Um, so definitely congrats to you, Cardi. Um, there's that. And Cardi wore... Ah, oh, man, how can I describe? She also had on some bubblegum pink looking situation, but uh, the bottom was of a very mermaid-esque, uh, very mermaid-esque, and it flared out like a clam, and she had pearl. It was a vintage outfit. I forgot who, but it was a vintage runway something situation here's the thing as odd as it looked it was very couture couture honey um and she had like a sheer bodysuit situation and um like a nude bra and next to her ruining the shot ruining all the shots um next to her was one cephas um aka one of the three Migos, future, her still husband. <sighs> Did I say future? What's this man's name? Y'all, I'm tripping tonight. Cephas. We're going to go with Cephas. The Migo. Offset, child. Listen, both of them, whatever. They both trash, to be honest. So, Offset from the Migos. Um, <laughs> standing here looking like... Y'all, I don't know. He, and I get it because what he was trying to do, and if y'all see him on a daily basis um, with the Migos, with his compadres or whatever, he is very gaudy bright, um, always wearing something ridiculous that looks ridiculous, but he knew it was her night. He knew he was she was going to win. And so somebody probably told him, like, don't you show up with them bangles and jangles on your coat pockets and and all your lime green shoes. You better show up as an accessory. And that's it. That's your job tonight. You are to accessorize with Cardi. You are not there to be looked at. You're really just there because you're married to her, to be honest. And we really if we could do without you, we would leave you there. And it's so funny because I made a post um, on Facebook and boy, y'all men, it's, it's a guy who got in my comments, y'all. I don't even talk to this man. I went to high school with him, but I don't know him per se. And, um, and I just made a, con- a, a post basically saying, you know, ladies, you know, you, you see how Cardi was looking like. She literally looked like a, a work of art. Her poses were great. Whoever is advising her, like her, her stylist and everybody, she has a great team. And then you look to your left and you just see Offset just kind of standing there, like just really, just really dull in her Ugh, her moment. He should have. He should have just moved to the side and just let her take the pictures. Like we know y'all married. We know she's not leaving you. I mean, in 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 a uh, true. You know, this was supposed to be a, a Valentine's Day episode. Valentine's Day is Thursday, y'all. So whatever, whatever. I decided not to make it solely focus on that. I dibble and dabble out of, you know, some things. But in, in the spirit of when you know when I um discussed them in previous uh episodes about you know him cheating and his infidelity and cardi really needing to really move on you know i've been cardi first of all if i have to point out again that it's really hard leaving a sagittarius y'all ask beyonce 
um, ask Cardi. It's Sagittarius, man. They will just do a number on you. It's just something about them. They're a lot of fun. They're big energy. Um, Man, I don't even want to get to all the other details. But basically, I can only speak for Sagittarian men. But Sagittarian men, it's really difficult to leave them. They just do do something to you. They got a hoodoo and a voodoo. And so, (laughs) in general, it's it's hard. But it is hard to also leave somebody that you're married to. And somebody you just had a baby with. You just had a baby with. So, I fully expected her to go back. Like, I wasn't ignorant at all. I was just hoping she wouldn't. Um, But it's going to take her some time. Because, let's just be fair. Again, Offset has had many, many opportunities to be faithful to Cardi. And he has chose many, many times to not. I don't think he's going to change. Most times, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, in my experience, um, you do have a rare occasion where a man will cheat and actually learn the error of his ways and realize he does not want to sacrifice his family, uh, for a quote unquote good time. I mean, if Cardi ain't a good time, who is? And of course we're not in their personal daily, you know, life. So we really don't know how she is as a wife or as a mother, um, but what we do know from the personality that we get, boy, if she a lot of fun. If you ain't seen the money video, if you ain't seen the video with City Girls and, you know, slim fine woman with some twerking or whatever, she look like a lot of fun, okay? So I, I don't see how you could ever get bored with that foolery. But this guy I went to school with, um, you know, after I made the comment, and I just basically said, ladies, just know that you can shine on your own. Like, you don't. First of all, Offset has his own list of accomplishments. I don't want to take that away from him. He, Him and Amigos, I think they contributed to uh, the Carter album. Um, and they write. They actually do a lot of co-writing and stuff, and they have their own uh, individual albums as well as what they do with Amigos and they have a lot of features and so they they Offset has his you know money he's not out here bumming it out by any means necessary but Cardi could just move on and just be amazing like you don't you don't think of Cardi and be like oh Offset but when you think of Offset you be like Cardi you know what I'm saying like he she is what to me, she is the magic in their relationship. As you can call her ratchet, you can call her whatever. But when you look at them, you don't look at them and be like, "Oh, her upset." It's more like, "Okay, girl," like <laughs> because she looks like the magic in the relationship. So here's this guy. He gets on my status and says, "After I, you know, accused him uh, of accused Offset of not matching Cardi's fly, which he does not," um, he said. And what would have been, uh, what would he have worn to match that costume? And truth be told, Russell, oh, Lord. Okay, let me back up. Because I said that if you continue to hold on to an offset, then you might be missing out on your Russell Wilson. So don't let an offset hold you back from your Russell and you can be a Cardi all on your own. Something like that. So the man goes, and what would he have worn to match that costume? And truth be told, Russell is with Sierra because she wouldn't have left the house with that on. I pray this year, fellas, that you realize you are a Russell and Cardi who was just fighting Nikki a few months ago would be holding you back. (sighs) Sir, sir, 
if you don't get your butt hurt self out of my comments first of all what cardi had on was classy it was not trashy at all she was fully covered although it being sheer it was not inappropriate like everything was intact um sir you you one of those men who think you can control your woman by what she wear and what she don't wear or what she wear or what she doesn't wear dictates the type of uh, character um that she has so really your opinion is invalid sir um if you could just stay out my comments or not so i can use you as um an example every time because you don't know what you're talking about sir um russell wouldn't wouldn't let sierra out the house in that you sound stupid because we don't we don't do that we're not governing women's bodies um telling them what they can and cannot wear that might not be something sierra chooses to wear but sierra has been more naked than what cardi had on at the grammys several times in music videos so i'm not sure what you're talking about sir um but you can um exit stage left with that uh comment because i i feel like um you're off brand here uh, moving on to the next outfit uh, that I hated so much from the Grammys. Um, one, LMI. LMI. Boot up that LMI. Also took home a Grammy. Congrats for her. Here's the thing. I feel like she definitely missed the mark with whatever this blue chiffon and the shoes like we don't we don't really do we not doing matchy matchy no more i thought we weren't and this blue ruched uh child i couldn't tell y'all like she really and i i forget how young how young elamaya is sometimes too i don't even think she's 25 yet super young um but this uh tube situation it's it's a uh oh god it just she has a beautiful figure the dress does nothing for her figure y'all and then she has on these same exact color platforms they look dated and then her hair is just kind of like eh, mm, eh, like kind of like i'm going to junior prom and my date stood me up type of situation and i feel like she knew she was winning a grammy and she could have just did a little better so her stylist is trash the end uh tony braxton uh tony mama tony she had on a sheer ish purplish blue type of tribal print situation bodycon gown to the floor and well i'm not upset tony looks great um she looks amazing her body is amazing the wig y'all not so much i don't know what's going on and for that reason alone, i was just on facebook ranting about wigs the other day and how i would love to join in the revolution of wigs and wear wigs with y'all but y'all y'all wigs be looking real wiggy and i don't want to be that girl i don't i mean most of the times you can tell when somebody has a wig on anyway but it don't gotta be a wiggy wig it could just be one wig a wig with just one wig um Oh man, uh, I wasn't gonna touch Ashanti. Oh, okay, hair is amazing. She has like a short coif situation going on, but in the top she looks like a panther, some type of crushed velvet situation, and in the bottom there's some type of gold sheet. It looks like a fitted sheet that she couldn't fold, and she was like, you know what? Just come on with me to the Grammys. Just come on. Wrap around my waist and we going to the Grammys. Like, literally looked like she walked out the house with a fitted sheet. 
around her waist and couldn't get rid of it. So I'm over it. Um, yeah, that was all bad. Um, you know, and, and, and Eve, okay, here's Eve, Mama Eve, as in what y'all really want uh, is right here with me. Sounds y'all want to hear. Okay, so Eve is giving us, I am rich and I've really just come to these shows because I'm bored. Um, she married her rich husband and she is not thinking about us at all anymore. Um, her hair is just kind of in a swept up kind of updo situation she does not look bad she looks beautiful she's still showing her signature uh paw print tattoos um and she has like a black pantsuit number one piece it might it might be two pieces i can't tell because of this belt here it's a gold belt um she looks good she just looks boring as hell like why she look like she might be like a, a ceo of some type of business and um Maybe she took her suit jacket off, so she doesn't look uh, very appealing, per se. And last but not least, because I am exhausted, because these looks are killing me on the inside and out, the host of the Grammys, who was mainly a lot of the reason why I didn't watch it, because Alicia is not, Alicia Keys is not, nothing about her screams Grammy host to me. I don't care about her accolades or what Grammy she has won. She's boring. And there's just that. So, that being said, on the red carpet, she decided to wear Home Wrecker Red. That is the color that she has on. And she has this uh, poof pony, which is it's cute. The hair is not bad at all. She has like a statement piece on, necklace on, and some studs. And, um, again, her dress is a floor length uh, button up all the way I don't know it's like she's trying to give us wholesome but here's a little tip just to let y'all know I'm not I'm a bad girl but I'm also a good girl so I'm gonna give y'all a floor length situation but also show a little Cleveland um but it, it is I don't know it's you know your outfit selections ain't never gonna be right as long as you're stealing people husbands but hey uh that girl is on fire and her home record red so all right girl kudos to you clink clink moving on other my grammy uh <laughs> my uh grammy fashion uh two cents honey that y'all did not ask for um oh look i thought i was gonna give y'all a short episode and i didn't i don't know why i keep so i'm gonna stop saying that to y'all but i actually have a um email from one of my tuna corns to address and I promised that I would address it and so to Tiffany two cents um I'm going to go ahead and give this person an anonymous uh name although they did not ask to be anonymous they did not specify that they didn't want to be so I'm going to go ahead and make them anonymous and so um let's see what's a cute name I'll go with Young Thugger. Sure, why not? Young Thugger writes, Do you find it disrespectful to your mate or someone you're dating if your friend slash associate refers to you with words like sweetie, baby, honey, etc.? Whether they're hetero or homosexual, how would you deal with the situation if your partner is troubled? Well, young thugger, here is my 
uh, Tiffany's two cents about that. So funny that I got this um, listener letter because I actually was on Facebook um, the other day. And I saved something that I saw and I feel like it's in conjunction with this uh, letter. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and pull it up and then read it to you guys and then give you guys my opinion. So the status I saw on Facebook was question. So if you're in a relationship, what is the appropriate way to put your arm around someone in a picture? Opposite or same sex, depending on what you prefer. Y'all, I'm so grateful for the days that I am no longer this person. And I'm not going to lie. In my 20s or, you know, when I thought I was in love, I would definitely have issue with, you know, another woman calling my man baby, sweetie, honey. Um, Especially depending on the intent or what I thought was the intent behind it. Um... But me now, here's the thing. I, that's less of an issue. What somebody calls you or how you put your arm around them in a picture or what it looked like. It's more of the intent. Like, as long as it's respectful. And when I say respectful, just anything that you wouldn't want your partner doing, you're not doing. Um, whatever y'all agreed upon in the relationship. I think when you start getting into things like your partner feeling trouble because somebody called you sweetie or baby or something like that. I think, or your partner feeling away because your hand placement was weird in a picture or it looked inappropriate. I feel like those type of feelings come from there being something deeper going on in the relationship or possibly you, there are trust issues really that's really what's going on and whether it be because the spouse the spouse actually has done something in the past or just because of the insecurities of the person who has the issue with the hand placement or the issue with somebody calling you honey baby sweetie there's something more to be examined there. It's really not that the person is calling you that or that the person feels like your hand placement is out of order. It's really a deeper rooted issue. And y'all need to get to the bottom of that. And most times it's already something that has already occurred and there and that created trust issues within the relationship. So now every time they see something or hear something or somebody call you a pet name or something endearing or give you a hug or anything like that, of course, they're going to be taken aback or, you know, of course, they're going to feel away because there's already broken trust within the relationship. And if it's not a broken trust thing, it's an insecurity thing that needs to be addressed within themselves or with y'all. Or maybe y'all need to go to constantly. Y'all know how I feel about therapy. Go, go, go. Um, if that's what you need to do. But anytime you start getting into the, the asinine, uh, business of feeling away because and and that, and it's not no you know pick me answer or I'm just trying to you know sound like I'm agreeing with the guys or whatever or this literally is me like literally me if I was in a relationship right now and I had you know my spouse and I saw a picture of him hugging another girl or you know her hugging another woman or his arm around another woman or whatever. 
that's not gonna bother me as much as what was the intent in the picture are y'all you know co-workers are y'all you know I'm my world is revolving around artists my world revolves around artists so are y'all in a play together are y'all doing a role together is that your co-star like are y'all partner you know what I'm saying so it's so many things that could be going on um and my concern would be less of what's happening in the picture and more of what is the intent behind what's happening now of course if i see a picture of you slobbing somebody down that's not gonna feel right with me um but if it's a kiss on the cheek or anything like that because at the end of the day that's not gonna break the relationship what's gonna break the relationship is the intent behind it or what's going on if there's anything um I don't want to say devious, but there's, if there's any underlying thing going on other than what is going on in the picture. So I I don't necessarily think, you know, endearing names are a threat per se or something that would really make me feel a way. I would say back in the day, maybe, but also I will say to a certain person, I'll just reference a certain relationship I was in because I kind of knew that person wasn't right and I really didn't have the proof I needed per se, but I kind of knew in the back of my mind. So of course, when somebody called him sweetie or baby or gave him a hug or something like that, it would strike me away because I, I knew he wasn't right. And of course, that came to be true. Um, so yeah, it's going to strike me a different way. But if I have a partner that I know is being true to whatever we agreed upon or true to our relationship and, you know, being supportive, yada, 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 um, being all the things I need them to be. And I don't have any trust issues and my level of security is high within myself and within the relationship. I'm not flinching. I'm not flinching if somebody hug you or honey you or whatever, as long as it's within a level of respect, as long as they're not walking up and slapping you on the butt or, you know, just any, any little thing, because here's the thing. Um, most times your spouse, because your spouse is in tune with you or your spouse cares for you in a way, um, that is deep. They know when somebody else wants you. And that's the thing, too. Sometimes your spidey senses be up. And there there might be people who can hug you or, or shake your hand or whatever they're going to do. And it's cool. But then there are some people who be blatantly flirting. Like, they know they want you or they know. And they want your spouse to know, too. Like, yeah, if you mess up, I'm here. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you do the fool, I want you to know I'm two steps behind you. So, I'm waiting on you. You know, people will try you. Especially if they think or if they see that you're not flinching or they see you kind of cool about situations because they they they're looking for a reaction. So if you do find that your spouse is a little up in arms about a certain person that might be doing it, check yourself too. check your surroundings, make sure and, and don't play that. Oh, I know. I didn't think she liked me or oh, I didn't know he liked me, but he just being like, like you, you know, if somebody flirting or somebody really like you. And sometimes those that then will come off them calling you that or them hugging you in a certain way will then come off as an advance. And then that will strike a chord. You know, with your mate, because a lot of times, again, your mate does know when somebody has an interest in you beyond, oh, this is just my homie or we was just hugging. Like, so don't play the stupid card or act like you don't know when somebody hitting on you or whatever. But if we if we just talking about a friendly situation, a friendly hug or this my coworker or we was all at the Christmas party or we danced together. That's another thing. Like, I don't care who you dance with like that. Listen, 
do you. Like, we out here, here, we're having a great time. Again, as long as it's not nothing that you wouldn't want me to do or something that would put you in a bad way, I'm good with it. I, I'm fine with it. Like, that. somebody calling you, sweetie, honey, baby, that's not really going to take me off my orbit. But what will take me off my orbit is anything that I deem or we deem or we talked about that I might feel is disrespectful. So you really just got to check with your mate. If your mate is not cool with somebody else calling you sweetie baby honey yada yada, then yeah, that's something that you got to kind of respect. And if you feel like it's ridiculous, then maybe that's somebody you can't be with. But if, again, somebody like me who I don't really have a problem with it as long as there's no disrespect going on or there's no, you know, blatant like. Oh, yeah, no, I'm really flirting with your man. I just, you know, I'm going to play it off like, oh, this my homie, but I know you flirting. Like, that's a whole nother situation. And even flirting, that's a whole nother topic for another day. <laughs> but in general, if it really bothers your spouse and you really care about them, that's a conversation y'all need to have. And, it, and that's something that you can nip in the bud if you really care about them. And if it's, if you feel like it's not that serious and you express them, your, your concerns to them, you know, hopefully... You know, they'll be open to it and y'all can come to some type of happy medium. But it sounds like these some these type of questions usually stem from some type of hurt or some type of thing going on in a relationship that's already been a, a sore spot. So, yeah, you got to kind of check with your spouse with that type of thing. And, um, Young Thug, I hope it works out for you. If you want to send me an update, <laughs> let me know and I'll read it. And again, I'll keep you anonymous. Um... So, like I said, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up for y'all who are in love and got y'all booze and all of that. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. I hope you get all the things that you want. And for those of y'all who are not in love or who don't have a spouse, uh, maybe use the opportunity to go out with a friend or hang out with your homies or, you know, do something nice for yourself. Um, I wanted to have a Valentine's Day party, but... I got so overwhelmed with the details, honey. I let it go. I think I waited a little too late to put it together. Um, but maybe next year. Well, hopefully, I'm not single next year, y'all. I put it in the universe. But <laughs> um, I think I waited a little too late. So I won't be doing that. But I'll probably go see um, What Men Want this weekend with Taraji. Um, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails and things done. Um, and just do, you know, some girly maintenance and... Um, yeah, you know, and just treat myself. Maybe go to dinner. I don't know, maybe get a heart-shaped pizza. Hang out with my homie. So it don't have to be a sad affair um, if you don't want it to be. So um, I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Again, uh, Tiffany Tunum can be found on most major podcast networks. The Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, email me if you want your letter to be read next, your advice, Tiffany Tunup, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com. It has been real. I love y'all. Have a good rest of the week and I will talk to you later.